Welcome to the Dr. Dad's Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily. Hey everybody, Dr. Dad's coming at you. I've got Dr. David Wardy here with Dr. Nick Jensen. Nick, what's going on? Doing real good, buddy. Sunshine here in Vancouver. Loving it. Awesome. So I've been looking forward to today's podcast for almost a month now since I got to meet this guy at the latest conference in Nashville. Today we're bringing on Roberto Monaco. And let me tell you about this guy. So this guy is a master influencer. I'm going to just start with that. But really what he does is he helps professionals get their reach further and influence uh, the masses by training them how to take their message to the next level. And just a quick story before I introduce him, uh, I implemented, I got to sit with him for an hour and a half with a bunch of other doctors at this conference, learn some tips on mindset uh, so that I could improve my influence in my community. And I came back the following week, had a talk, and I literally had a 30% increase in my close rate in my talk of helping people just make that change in their life and take that step forward. So one of the big things I've learned for myself in the past couple of years is in order for us to grow, we have to find individuals like Roberto that are experts at their craft and have them mentor us to get us to the place that we want to be. And we need that help. And this individual, he is amazing. This guy brings just this immense contagious energy when he just comes within 10 feet of you you can feel it and roberto what's going on man hey dr david hey my pleasure dr nick i'm so happy to be here welcome everybody make sure to have a pen and paper because i promise you to share some ideas to help your business right here right now we're gonna have a good time today so roberto we, we were talking a little bit and i still wanted to introduce you have two things that you're doing currently that keep you very busy Yep. You have the Cairo speaking business where you help chiropractors yep. like myself yep. become better at our influence so that we can make a bigger impact. Yep. And you also have one called Influenceology.com yep. where you yep. train professionals within the business arena in, in multiple uh, levels and areas. 36 of, industries, yep. Yeah, just to become a, a bigger part of, you know, of the big picture of what they want to create. So. Yep. I want you, you know, one of the big things that you started with us when we got to listen to you at that conference was we talked about mindset and you were yep. a master at this, uh, yep. helping people understand this. So for our listeners today, how do you get somebody from not having the right mindset to have the influencer, to, to get them to a place where they're adopt, adopting an actual influencer mindset to get them in that zone so that they can make these changes? Mm -hmm. So uh, mindset is extremely important. Uh, when, I, when we launched Influenceology back in 2008, the reason uh, I developed the name Influenceology is because I believe as a professional, as a doctor, as a business consultant, as a coach, as an attorney, as a, a CPA, as a CEO, every day you have to wake up and you wake up and you have your vision, you have your goals, you have your dreams, you have your purpose, you have your mission. Level number one, you got to be able to influence yourself into action. Because so many times you know what to do, but we don't do what we know. Level one, influence yourself into action. Then you say, okay, I'm ready to go. 
Then we start talking to people one-on-one, our team members, our patients, our clients. And then we're going to be able to elegantly and ethically influence the person, right, to inspire the person to take some action. And that's level two of influence. It's called influence one-on-one. And then if you stop and you think about any influencer, true influencer, who's creating a huge impact in any industry, in any marketplace, they take their message, their purpose to the masses. That's level three. One too many. I'm not saying one too many, like you drink one too many. I'm talking about one person, too many people, right? So that's one too many. So that's level three. So level one is about influence yourself into action. Level two is about influence one-on-one. Level three is about influence the masses. And if you don't have mastery in your mindset, you're going to struggle. Let me give an example. Four years ago, I was doing a presentation in Las Vegas for a group of doctors. And right after... Uh, the presentation, this doctor came up and said, hey, man, I've been in practice for over 20 years and I've never done a talk. By the way, I receive a lot of emails like that where people have been in practice for 20 years. they never done a talk, mm. which is crazy. It's crazy to think about it. Or maybe they've done one or two and they start and they stop. So I say, what's holding you back? He goes, fear is holding me back. And I said, no problem. Sign up for my class and I see you in three months. So three months later, the class starts on Friday, and this lady shows up and says, hey, I'm here for the class. And I said, I'm sorry, but uh, your name, you're not registered. She goes, no, no, no. My husband signed up originally for your public speaking class, but he was so afraid that send, he sent me instead. She's not even a chiropractor. She doesn't <laughs> even do talks, right? So it's like, and because the one thing that I realized is that people can get by in life living with fear. And I had this, it's a weird thought, but you know what? I can put some Facebook ads. I can put some uh, radio ads. I can put some stuff. I can get by. I can get by without going out and leading people. I, I can go. But ultimately, it's not a life with a true purpose, true fulfillment, true impact in my perspective. The reason I teach uh, the psychology of the influencer, the psychology of leadership is because the way I see it, Public speaking or the capacity to be able to deliver a message like you are doing here on video or TV or, uh, or, or speaking in front of a group has, to do, is, has nothing to do per se as a public speaking presentation is about leadership. And if you stop and you look at the definition of a leader is someone who leads groups of people, level three. So if you don't have the mindset, if you don't have the purpose, if, you don't, if your values or the things that are important to you are not, uh, are not aligned, you're not going to become consistent. And I'm sure Dr. Nick and Dr. David, I don't know if you guys seen this, because you guys go to seminars, uh, where someone go to a seminar, they learn amazing uh, information, they learn new skills, they even learn new behaviors to do in their practices, in their business after the seminar. And some people take action. Some people don't. Have you guys found that to be true? All the time. Right. And, and, and for me, it was like, I learned that when I was working with uh, Tony Robbins, I I, I will tell my story in a moment. When I was working for Tony Robbins, we, uh, I learned this in two ways. One, I start hiring people and train them to become speakers and and sell tickets. And I, and we had this script, a 25 page script. And I realized 
that I could give the same script, the same exact training, take the same group of speakers to the same town, selling the same event at the same companies, same pricing, same everything. And you're going to get one or two guys selling twice or three times more. And I'm like, what is everything the same? Pricing, ticket, event, script, city, market. How is that possible? Then I start going to companies, it's the same pattern. Same product, pricing, market. So then I realized, oh, the mindset, man, is huge. So what is this mindset breaking down? You know, there's, I study something called the neurological levels of thinking. I didn't create. Uh, I learned from Dr. Uh, uh, Gregory Bateson and uh, Robert Diltz. And they talk about our thinking has a hierarchy. And this hierarchy comes from, the, like, the higher you go in a, in, in a pyramid, Right? If you guys can visualize a pyramid, the more power and influence you're going to have. So we start with your purpose, why you're doing something. Then you have your identity, how you see yourself. Then it has to do with, then you have your value system, what's important to you, and your belief system. The cool thing about it, the really cool thing about it, is that once you, anybody's clear about, okay, this is my purpose, this is my identity, here's what I value most, and I'm going to experience on a daily basis. Right? and here's what I believe to, to be true in this situation, then you don't need that, quote-unquote, daily motivation, the mm -hmm. daily fire, the daily... I don't. But I wake up, hey, here's my purpose, here's my vision, here's who I am, here's what's most important to me. Doesn't mean that I don't have to work really hard. Doesn't mean that sometimes I'm not... Because sometimes... One of my values is success, but then another one is my family. I have to travel away from them. It's not perfect, but it has to do about, I don't need this daily, someone like, man, someone trying to motivate me daily. I don't believe on that. So that's why I feel um, like, you, you, so you are looking for like a realignment or maybe sometimes just kind of like a blind spot because you can be the best driver, right? Mm -hmm. Driving a Ferrari in the most amazing Highway, guess what? You're going to have blind spots. Sometimes you, those blind spots cause you to crash. So when it comes to mindset, I think it's good for us to, you know, once in a while, read a book, listen to a podcast like this, learn something. But it's not like a daily. You're going to be daily. If you have to be motivated daily, man, man, you, you're not clear about your purpose, your identity, and your values, your belief system. It's just not. Yeah, that's amazing. So if for you listeners who are listening, the purpose is at the top. And what Roberto taught us too when he came <laughs> you got to go to the top of the pyramid to, to make movement, real movement happen. And this is something that obviously he teaches to influencers and people who need to, you know, get their message out to the world. But this is a, this is a mindset principle and philosophy that everybody needs to implement in their lives. I don't care. If, I mean, you wrote this on your, on your webpage. This is for the soccer mom and dad, or, you know, the yeah. dad it doesn't matter. This is a mindset training that will get you more in alignment with, with your life. And if you don't get into this perspective, you know, our belief systems, like you said, the behavior, all those other things take control of our mind. But you're saying mm -hmm. go to the top, go to the top of the pyramid, get real clear on your identity, your purpose. Yeah. And, and that's where the magic happens. Can you, can you dive into that a little bit? Yeah, more? let's talk about the, the identity piece a little bit. The, the identity piece, basically, uh, we all have, we all have uh, uh, different identities. We all have it. So like, for example, uh, I'm a good dad. I'm a good mom. I'm an entrepreneur. I am a brother, I'm a sister. So we have these identities. And sometimes, and it happens to me, and even like it was weird, like in my career, I, I'm teaching that stuff. And sometimes I, my identity 
that caused me to be successful in one area, when I move on, I carry my old identity and I got stuck. Let, mm -hmm. me, let me give an example. Okay? So identity is, uh, the definition is, are the beliefs that you have about yourself. Right? And uh, let me give an example here so the audience is clear and they understand. Let's say you have two ama amazing doctors. I know a lot of people who listen to us doctors. Two amazing doctors, Dr. A, Dr. B. And they have pretty, pretty much not the same, a very similar qualification, uh, similar opportunity, marketplace, uh, similar team member systems, right? Everything pretty much the same. Now, Dr. A, his identity or her identity is, look, I'm an amazing doctor. And Dr. B, I'm an amazing doctor and I'm a health and wellness speaker. That is the only difference. Right? Who do you think is going to advocate more? Who do you think is going to speak more? Who do you think is going to get his or her message in front of more people? Who's going to help more people? Who's going to make more money, right? If everything else is the same, this person, that person doesn't fight. Oh, I have to schedule a talk. I have to record a video. It's just, you got to do it because that's, that's your identity. It's how you see yourself, right? So um, sometimes, though, in life, we're not aware and you get our identity trap us. Let me give an example. So I, I came here from Brazil. I work in my background is in banking. I work uh, 10 years in banking, got a BA in finance, MBA in marketing. So eventually I was super frustrated and I decided to change my life and up coming to America. Uh, fast forward, I got a job with the Anthony Robbins companies and my job was to, they call FSR, field sales rep. So as a speaker, designed to go to companies, do talks and sell, right? Speaker slash salesman. So... For six, it was a really tough job because um, every three months you move around the country. And so everything was new. We didn't have iPhones that we had the old school uh, Thomas Guide, the maps. I was always lost, you know, three months in New York, three months in Vegas. You're doing 400 talks a year. And uh, so eventually I, under, I understood this idea of identity. And I'm like, man, my, my, my identity, I want to be the number one FSR in the, in the planet, right? Field sales rep. Number one, I'm the best, number one. And eventually I became. So after six years, 2008, I left the company. So my identity was, I'm a really good speaker, right? Sales guy. But guess what? That identity, why it was good for me to become my speaker and sell tickets, guess what? Now I'm a business owner. Now I have to deal with the technology, with the website, with accounting. Guess what? I didn't see myself as a business owner. I had, to, I had to understand lead generation, all this stuff. Guess what? My first year, I struggled because that identity that caused me to be successful in one area, when I moved on, I didn't have that identity. I didn't see myself as a business owner. Same thing as a doctor. You can be like, man, the best doctor in the world. But you guys know if you, that's a great identity, but if you don't expand that identity to like my great business person, you're not going to have the behavior, the, the, the skills, the actions of a business owner. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's why. That's why. So so you gotta. Re so based in your purpose and your vision, your goals, where you're going for, who do you have to become in order to achieve that? Well, there's so much truth in this. You know, I'm I'm listening to you tell us this, and I'm just thinking of myself and my journey of how these were all things that had to fall in place for me to get the growth I was looking for. And you're right. I had to keep climbing the pyramid to mm -hmm. figure those things out. 
you know, it's easy coming out of the schools, out of school as a doctor and saying, oh, I'm going to go, you know, help people and I'm good at, I have the skills and I have the behavior of a doctor and I believe in the right things. But like you're saying, if you don't have the identity and you don't have the purpose, you know, how far are you going to get before you feel that plateau of like, okay, how come I'm not seeing any movement anymore? That needle's not moving. And then when you adopt these things, like, like you're saying, well, I'm a doctor, but I'm a businessman too, and I have to learn the business side. And just adopt yeah. mindset helps you grow in that piece of your identity. And even like you're saying, being a speaker, I wasn't comfortable with speaking. I was the guy you were talking about that was like deathly afraid <laughs> of getting in front of groups of people and yeah. just talking about what I knew. Yeah. And until I told myself I wanted to be an influencer and influence my community, Mm-hmm. it's like a seed that plants and then it doesn't grow unless you plant the seed first i love that so let me speak on two things what you said uh when i give you two examples here i'm just making notes uh, cairo speak um so when i'm back in 2000 and um 2008 2009 you had the mortgage meltdown and uh, we, I was working with a lot of loan officers at that time, back in the day, way before I started helping chiropractors. And in America, the loan officers uh, at back in the day, uh, mortgage brokers, some of clients making 100, 150,000 a month. So um, they're, they're ideally like, man, I'm Superman. I'm like, I walk on water, right? So they went from that to the next day, no business. So you go from making 100 grand a month, 150 to zero. And what's crazy to see from an outside that a lot of people, they attach their results to their identity. So they were the 100K a month. They were the car. They were the house. Now they don't have it. So their self-worth like went to the trash and they got stuck. And so many professionals had left the industry and never, and never came back. Why waters who were experiencing the same situation that, that they were making the money to lost, but their identity was not dictated by the results. They were bigger than the results. That makes sense or no? Absolutely. Totally does. Right? Yeah. They saw the self, man, I, I'm like, a, I'm, a, I'm a leader in, my, in the real estate community. I'm a leader in my community. I provide home financing. I am a, I'm an action taker. So they, so they had, so now they eventually took some time, obviously, but eventually, they went back in business and they become even more successful because all this competition is gone. Mm-hmm. Second point, uh, a lot of chiropractors and doctors, they want to do, okay, I want to do outside talks, which is awesome. And we teach it and you have a program, all that stuff. And the first thing that I ask is this, I say, look, let me ask something. If you don't know who I am and I pick up the phone, call your office, say, hey, this is Roberto Monaco. Uh, I want to teach you and your staff about communication skills, influencer skills. Before you actually write me a check or have me come and speak in your office, what is the, where are you going to go? Right? You're going to go to Google someplace to, who is this guy? Who is this speaker? So if for the doctors who are successful long-term, consistently speaking, not only they have expanded their identity, not change, expanded. So I'm a doctor, I'm a functional medicine doctor, I'm a doctor of chiropractic, and I'm a speaker, but also, so now they also use that a new identity and they have developed a, a speaker website because when they call in, for example, a CEO and they're calling a sales manager, when they call the head of uh, the sales department, when they call the HR person, in their minds, oh, we have a speaker come in, right? They have a sp- so the, the, 
in their mind, the difference between Tony Robbins or Brian Tracy is like, let's have this uh, kind of like a website, for example, to back that up. We are not in that category anymore. So one of the things that how to here, but it is for any professional, right? If you're, if you listen to us and you're a business owner and you want to be invited to do podcasts, you want to do talks, there's so many, there's millions of meetings that happen in America every day, right? Millions mm-hmm. every day. So if, if you want to grow your business by talking to people, by presenting, by leverage, right? Then everybody could put a simple speaker website. doesn't have to be a fancy one. I'm not talking about spend, you know, a lot of money, but it could be like a really good, clean website where it talk, has a little video of you speaking, has the, the topics that you serve your community, and that's a couple of testimonials, a couple of pictures, and you start, you know, because when you change how you see yourself, your audience change how they see you. Mm, that's huge. Right? you. You said a couple of things that, that, that I want just the listeners to really pay attention to, and the, the first one was, it's not about changing who you are. It's about expanding who you are. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. powerful because we get so stuck in going, change is hard. You yeah. Know, it's it's going to take too much momentum in order to do this and to change. We're not, we're not changing anything. Yeah. We're just adding layers of... of, of Boom. Food. Yeah, right. amazing. So what you know, that second, I love one, that. second one, you told us an amazing story, which kind of wraps up a lot of what you were just talking about of not being result-oriented. Um, you told you told us a story about LeBron James. Oh yeah, oh my favorite and, man. And don't get me, don't get me for that. Please, please tell us. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll tell the story. This is my one of my favorites. But before, let's talk about change is hard. That's a belief most people have, right? Yeah. Um, let me ask something. Have a uh, uh, Nick. Uh, have you ever drove like when you're going to school or maybe high school or college? Have you have you ever drove like a beat up car, an old car? Me? No, no. No, come on. I'm just kidding. Dr. David, come on. <laughs> you up like an old, I don't want to say shitty, you know, but like a... Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, have you? Have you guys done that before? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Then you made some money and you said, well, I'm going to upgrade my car. Yes or no? Yeah. yeah. Did you change? We did. Did you like the change? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Have you ever, when you're in college, you're going to college, and maybe you're like a, you, you're in the dorms or, or an apartment with three or four or five people, right? Yeah. And I just, uh, you know, just studying. And then you eventually you graduated, you make some money. Well, well maybe now I want to have my own place. Did you change? Yes. Did you like right. the change? Yes. Most people right. say yes. So it's, it's a lot of people have this conception of like, I don't like to change, but depends on the change, you know? So I don't, I don't carry that belief that changes. I really don't because I don't want to project that in anybody, right? So, because I know that some changes they love it. They do, they're like, hey, I want to do it. They're like, oh, how come that change you love it? You want to do it, you proact about it, and all the stuff you don't. Explain that to me, right? So, the LeBron James going back to his identity is uh, when like LeBron James, before he, he joined the NBA, for those, uh, you in Canada, right? Yeah. Go Raptors, man. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Go Raptors. I like Raptors. I went, I went speak at uh, Toronto and it was nice there. I love that, man. Yeah. So LeBron James, before I went to high school, or his identity, he has a big tattoo and you can type it up on Google, LeBron James tattoo. There's a big picture. He wrote chosen one. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if, he's like, if, if, if I wake up in the morning like, man, I'm the chosen one. Do you think my, my psychology is like, oh, I have to wake up now and go train, I have to lift, I have to run and be like, 
So let's go. So just let, let's go, right? Because I'm chosen one. And now the, the guy goes in and uh, goes to the NBA, won three titles, uh, just passed this year Michael Jordan uh, in, in, in points, and he has probably three or four more years playing the game. Right? So, Robert, are you saying um, I should have talked two in my back, the chosen one? <laughs> so here's the point. What if, like, whatever the message is, if you're a business owner, if you're a chiropractor, if you're a functional medicine doctor, what if, though, with the same level of certainty that you believe your name is your name, I say, I believe my name is Roberto. I believe my name is Nick. I believe my name is David. With the same level of certainty, I say, you know what? I'm the chosen one to take this mass to the community. If you were to believe that, that identity, then how, how would that identity drive your behavior differently? Would you be more proactive? Would you study more? Would you schedule more talks? Would you record more videos? Would you be more uh, proactive to get the message out? Everybody, 100% people say yes, 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 those things because, you see, now you, you cannot not do it because that's part of your identity. Now, what the, the best part about LeBron James' story is that for those who don't follow much the NBA, usually they play 82 games in a regular season. So three years ago, um, the Warriors um, broke a record that Michael Jordan's team had. So basically, Michael Jordan, Chicago Bulls, they play 82 games. They won 72 games and lost 10. So three years ago, the Warriors won 73 and lost 9. And everybody's like, man, finally a team that is better than Michael Jordan. Better. <clears throat> so LeBron James go to Cleveland. Uh, he left Miami, go to Cleveland to play Uh, to bring a title for his city. He said, look, we haven't won anything in 60 years. No basketball, no football, no baseball. I want to bring a title. So they go to the final, right? West again, West. Best of seven games. So Golden State won three, Cleveland won. Next game, Golden State is the champion. And to the record, no, no team ever in the final has come back from 3-1. So basically they had to win 3-2, 3-3, and 4-3. Right? It's impossible. Even against the best team ever. So the rep I remember watching the interview uh, when they lost 3-1, and the reporter asked LeBron, hey, man, are you stressed? No. What do you mean? You're 3-1 against the best team ever. You don't feel the pressure to bring a title? No. Man, you said you came here to bring a title. The Cleveland, they haven't won in 60 years. How come you don't feel the pressure? Because you don't feel. How come? He goes, because every single day when I wake up, I stay true to the game of basketball and I live with the results. Mm. Man, when he said that, my mind exploded. Like, you know, I realized for real that the only reason people complain, the market stuff, I don't have enough patience, I don't have enough clients, too hard is because they don't stay true mm -hmm. to the game they're playing. And I'm like, I have, I, I'm asking myself, am I staying true to the game of speaking? For real. I'm like, here I am, speaking coach. Man, I'm not preparing. I'm developing new content. I'm storytelling. I'm, I'm bringing my level 10 of energy. Am I staying true to the game, respecting the game of speaking? I have chills to think about it. Like, and I'm like, man, you know what? No, I got to step it up. <laughs> All right? So if you're out there 
regardless of your industry, you gotta be like, you know what? What is uh, am I staying true to the game of the game I'm playing? Mm-hmm. Right? Because then if you are, you leave with the results, you leave the consequences. And then he goes, go to the state, three two, comes back to Cleveland, three three, goes back to San Francisco, four three, win the title. And he came back to Cleveland celebration. There's 400,000 people in Cleveland. 1.2 million came to experience greatness. Right? Because they saw something in sport history has never happened. Goes back to when he was 15, the chosen one. Right? That's, That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, this is a freaking love that, man. That's the second time you've told it. It's still just as exciting. You just like had me like here the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, the, what I love about it too is that this is a universal message. Like, this isn't just about being a speaker and influencing the world. No. This is about being, you know, am I staying true to the role of, of the best father in the world? Am I yeah. staying true to being yeah. the best husband in the world or wife or, you know, whoever's listening? You know, this is, this is really, this is not results driven. This is about being purpose driven. Like you said, going to the top of the pyramid, yeah. knowing your identity and just 100% of every single cell in your body just moving into that place. So, yeah, we're all the chosen one, and we can That's all be that, right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So the, um, I think of people when it comes to mindset, everybody goes through hard times. Yes, everybody. And everybody goes – I haven't met anybody who doesn't go to hard times. Every, everybody, every, every person, they might not show on social media. They may – but everybody goes through hard times. And I feel like people who are clear about, the, you know, their purpose, their identity, their values, their beliefs, they just is – is they don't stay there for long. Mm-hmm. Right? They can, they're very resilient. They bounce the – uh, the meaning of the events because in life you can change you only there's only two things you can change all the time the the circumstances the environment or the meaning right you cannot change it you change if you don't like something change the condition or you change the meaning either or and i feel like people who are super clear about those things it's easy for them to become a master of meaning and a lot of people ask me in my career from 2002 2008 what, what were the biggest lessons i learned from tony uh, or working for the company, you know, the which I'm super grateful. I'll have two. One is that, um, man, if I don't share my story, the marketplace will create one about uh, me, you know. So that's why I advocate. That's why I speak. That's why I record videos. Like, I'm always advocating. Um, and uh, Tony Robbins, one time he said, man, you can take me everything from me. Island, plane, everything, businesses. I'll build, I'll build everything back again just with the power of influence and the power of speaking. And that, is, and that is so true. I realize, man, you know, with the power of influence, the power of speaking, obviously, if you align with the purpose and identity and values, beliefs, man, you can – how awesome is that? Mm-hmm. How awesome? You can build up an empire again. So that's number one. And the second thing that I learned is, is to become a master of meaning. Now, I am not a master. So I'm not saying that I have mastery over my emotions. I don't. Um, but I work really hard in terms of like once I'm clear about by the pyramid, if stuff happens, you know, I don't get caught up on emotion and I don't spend too much time being in an unresourceful state, right? Um, so I guess when you're clear about that, you spend less time down, less time uh, being unresourceful. So, <laughs> so can you say that, that part again with regards to the, you know, say something happens, you know, things aren't going your way. 
uh, instead of creating a story about something, you're you're finding the meaning in it. Uh, so you become yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, um, so like something happens, in, in the, there's cause and effect, right? Something mm -hmm. happens in effect. Cause, C, E effect. Cause and effect. Cause and effect. Um, cause someone you lost a client. Effect. What does it mean? Right? Uh, effect. I'm pierced. I make less money now. Lost a patient. What does it mean? Lost money. So between the cause and effect, there's always a, another C, which is for choice. And the mm -hmm. choice is for us to determine, okay, what does that mean? So when, you, when something happens, I train myself, okay, what does that mean? Then what does that mean? So sometimes your brain goes, oh, that means uh, it's a bad thing. Right? That means this. And then I, I follow up another question. What else could this mean? Does any other meaning that I could come up with? And I keep asking until I find something that I use as a resource to move towards. Does that make sense or no? Did I move on yeah. instead of being caught up on it? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like because sometimes things happen so fast. Uh, cause something happens fast in effect. Oh, that's I'm done my day. Uh, I'm pissed off now for the next five hours. My day is over. Whatever it is. And uh, instead of instead of training yourself to be like realize, okay, what else could this mean? You know, mm -hmm. because yeah. in the end of the day, uh, you make the meaning about anything, right? You make the meaning. Yeah. Um, and real, I'm sorry, Roberto. Real quick, how many individuals have the courage sometimes to do that? I think some people don't actually look inward and and look for that meaning. Oh, they don't. And some a lot of things. A lot of things. Uh, uh, a lot of things sometimes people are not even aware. So let me give an example that happened today. All right? So I had, um, I have clients literally all over the world. And uh, one of them scheduled for this afternoon from Australia. So I have this online calendar and I saw the guy there. And then uh, all of a sudden I got an email, rescheduled the meeting. And I'm like, why is rescheduled? I had to confirm. I haven't talked to this person yet. So the... In the, in the outcome of the meeting, when he wants to talk to me, he's like, man, I want to have more influence and I want to learn how to close better and how to get more talks, right? So I'm like, okay, that's, I can help. And then, the, and then he rescheduled the meeting, like reasons for his schedule. And I'm like, why is rescheduled? And was, he wrote it, uh, I'm not a morning person and I'm not my game. So I'm like, <laughs> like, dude. How are you going to lead the community if, like, the meaning is, oh, I'm not a morning person in my game. I already know your problem. I'm talking to you. We don't need to talk anymore. Hey, I already figured out why I don't have the patience not closing people because the, the meaning is 8 o'clock. Oh, I'm not a morning person. I, I'm on my game. Dude. <laughs> That's why he needs you, brother. Yeah, like, you know, dude, we don't need to talk. Right? <laughs> Don't need to talk. Change, change the meaning. Like, look, right? Come on. Come on. You want a leader? Right? And you, but, um, not morning. So that, that's the meaning that was like, you know? Mm -hmm. So as long as the guy keeps thinking he's not a morning person, then guess what? Well, how about a morning person and an afternoon person and an evening person? Here's another example. The last year, I mean, I've done a ton of events, right? And, and, for, and, and it happens even the event that uh, we, we, uh, we, we met, but uh, my talk got moved up a couple of hours. But I was supposed to go exactly at 1 o'clock. For some reason, okay, 90% of all events I've done, 
the last couple of years is after lunch. They put me right after lunch. And I'm thinking, why they put me after lunch? Why? Right? Because I bring it. And then, <laughs> because most, most speakers are like, oh man, give me the morning spot. Give me, and I'm like, dude, I got to change the meaning. So I, I did. I'm like, you know what? Man, after lunch sessions are the best. People are rested. They have a little food. They're ready to go. I, I am the world's best after lunch speaker. I, if you need a guy who can bring after lunch, bring me. I, I changed the meaning. Because before I was getting disempowered, I'm like, what, did they think I suck? Or, I really, I, that was the meaning. Why am I, why am I putting the 10 o'clock a.m. or the 9 o'clock a.m. spot after lunch guy? You see how your mind plays tricks? I'm like, no, no, no. The dude is like, I can believe, I can believe that. Or I don't have the prime spot. I can be like, there's a reason they're bringing daddy to speak after lunch because I'll bring it. I'll bring, I'm not going to speak. I'm going to thunder. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to thunder here. And that's what I do. See, I changed the meaning. All right? But that's so powerful right there. I mean, I think individuals aren't even conscious, Roberto, about the fact that their belief, a lot of the reasons is why those hurdles have not been jumped. That's it. I mean, that's it. Like this guy, I was still laughing. I'm like, man, he doesn't know, he doesn't know why he's struggling. And I, and, but I didn't, say, I didn't talk, I didn't email back or anything. That's not my role. Uh, I said, okay, but we can talk. But, but eventually, if, if, uh, if I do business with him, I want to tell you, you want to know why? Because that starts right there, you know? Mm -hmm. People don't realize. Yeah, there's, there's two things I want to say here. One is that uh, I had the privilege of seeing, uh, I took my son to school the other morning, and, and on the wall, they were teaching. He's in elementary school. He's in grade, he's in grade two. And on the wall, there's pictures and different interpretations of growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And, uh -huh. Oh, yeah, and yeah. That's exactly what you're talking about here, which I love. <laughs> and, then, and, so, and so the gentleman you're speaking to, I mean, he was stuck in a fixed mindset, just like the, the other example you just used. You know, we're, we don't, we're not allowing ourselves to make new meaning from the, the things that are being delivered into our lives. They're being delivered for a reason. So we either allow ourselves to grow and adapt and change and, and you know, flourish or, or we don't. Um, and then the second thing is something you said in, um, in our talk, and I love this. And you said, the most important thing in life is to figure out what is most important. Yeah, that's a quote from yeah. uh, Ken Blanchard, I want to give you credit to. Uh, awesome. Ken Blanchard, who wrote a book called uh, uh, One Minute Manager, awesome guy. And I, I had a chance to speak at the same event. He's an amazing, amazing leader, leadership. And he said, the most important thing is to know what's most important. Mm -hmm. and, that, and then it's so true because... What's what's was most important to us twenty years ago or ten years ago is not what it is right now. Mm -hmm. right? So our uh, what's most important is our value system. What do we value most in life? Right? So I think every year, man, I go through you know a couple exercises. Okay, what do I value most? What's really important? Because sometimes uh, your values change. Some some core values might be there forever, you know, uh, and we might drop some. You might add some so i feel like when when you're clear about what do you value most important in your life one and you are able it's not like you're going to experience those things every single day for the rest of your life perfectly but that's that's the goal and when i experience um what's most important to me 
on a weekly basis uh, or most of the days, most of the time, man, your fulfillment level goes up. That's the beauty because, yeah, you can be successful, but if you're not stoked about it, then what's the point? So that's why I think uh, knowing your values, what's important to you is important because it brings you this level of fulfillment, you know? So, for example, uh, I, I was I, – uh, uh, Sophie is eight and a half, so I'm 40 – I'm 48, so I was uh, I had I was dead in an older age, and uh, for me, I was like, man, I want to be super involved, but I'm a speaker, right? So um, how am I gonna do this? So when she was born, I took three months off, and uh, and now even though I go away, I make sure every day I kiss her a thousand times. I mean, literally, I take quick breaks, I go and squeeze her and, and kiss her. So like. It's not like a perfect, I'm, I don't do that every day because sometimes I have to, I travel, right, to, to, I'm a speaker, but at least I'm super clear about what's important to me, me and my family, so that, uh, uh, I'm saying, look, I want to be involved, I want to change her diaper every day, I want to follow me so far, so I'm super clear, uh, what, that's because one of my values, and people have a different value, so um, values, what's most important is, is like, nobody born values, we learn values. And sometimes you learn values from parent, parents, role models, and you realize they're not our values, right? but you're, you're living them. And uh, I think it's super freeing to figure out, okay, what's important to you and how can you align your life so you can experience most of the time? Won't be perfect, but would be close to it, right? So I think it's super important. There's a great, uh, great resource for you if you guys want to see um, and do some that there's a book called awaken the giant within Tony Robbins the thick book You can go to the library get free or or just order 20 bucks whatever and there's a whole chapter on values Clarification and elicitation right because our value system not only you have the values the things that you most important to you That you want to move in towards but the stuff that you also the values that you want to avoid Right. sometimes you're clear about okay. I want to be successful. That's important to me. I value that but you what we, we, we are trying to escape from rejection, right? So they're, they're conf we call conflicting values because on this side, you want to be successful. On this side, you're trying to avoid rejection. Well, man, you won't be able to, right? Because following so far, they're conflicting. So you have your values that you're moving towards, moving away. Then you have the hierarchy. Sometimes people or couples especially, they have exactly the same values, Let's say success, spirituality, family. And, and this person has family, spirituality, success, right? They're the same, but they have different hierarchies. Sometimes mm -hmm. when you, the time to make a decision, have conflict, right? And then the third one, so we have the moving towards, moving away. You have the hierarchy and then have the rules that what sometimes you make these rules so impossible for you to experience these values or you make impossible you make so simple to experience like uh something you don't want experience for example one of my clients one time when i start when i was back in the day i was doing more life coaching i don't do much life coaching now um and he had this thing about rejection so he was clear i value success i want to build up my business but i i really uh hate rejection so they're conflicting so i asked him what has to happen for you to feel rejected and he looked at me and he said, well, every, his rule, right? Every time I go out in a meeting, in a social setting, if someone look at me in a weird manner, I feel rejected. And I said, go again? He goes, yeah, every time I go out, if someone look at me in a weird way, I feel rejected. 
So how often do you think it's going to happen? Every single time. Weird, like looking weird. So that was his rule. So I said, let me share my rule with you. And he goes, what is it? I said, well, I feel rejected when 8 billion people look at me at the same time and say, dude, you suck. Then only then I'm going to reject it. <laughs> and he goes, oh, that's stupid. Well, we, well we, which one is stupid? You tell me. Yours or mine? The only difference that I make up, I, I made up my own, my own. It's the cool thing about beliefs and our value systems and our rules. We don't deal, they don't have to be necessarily true to help us. Right? For example, when I start speaking, I come up with this positive belief that said, every time I open my mouth, magical things happen. Yes. I'll and you're thinking, come on, Roberto, that's stupid. I'm like, why? I didn't say that I get a client every single time. I didn't say that I make money every single time. I put a smile on someone's face. I make a new friend. I make a new connection. I inspire someone. So it's better than carrying a belief around, man, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to say something wrong. English is my third language. They won't like my accent. Which one is better? Which one is going to empower me? Right? So, uh, so kind of like you, you, when, when you talk about belief system of like you becoming your own reality, really, truly, that's why they call it because, yeah. So every time I open my mouth, magical things happen. Right? Totally agree. It's bad. This is so much fun today. This is awesome. That's cool. Well, I appreciate you guys inviting me here, man. This is awesome. So I think this is a good place, Nick. Do you want to kind of just segue a little bit into the storytelling? Because Roberto, you're an amazing storyteller, and I know that's a powerful piece of how you influence people. Yeah. Can you talk just a little bit about the power in storytelling? And you use that analogy with the gift for your daughter, that statue. Oh, yeah. And how at first, you know, your, your first yeah. impression. And then, but that, that was a really good example. But can you just speak to that a little bit? Yeah, so storytelling... When I, when I decided to become a speaker back in 2003, I remember um, 2002, I got a job with Tony Robbins. I remember going up and said, okay, I want to be, become a speaker. That's what I want to do. Then I asked myself, okay, how do I become a successful speaker, a successful communicator? So I started going to events and instead of like listening to what the speaker was saying, which is a, is a very fine distinction. I'm going to slow down here. Instead of listening to the information, I was, listening to, I, was, I was interested in knowing what they are doing, which is different. Right? Most people go to events and say, okay, what he or she is saying? They are paying attention. Right? And I'm, I was going to events and say, what, what are they doing? Let me give an example here. Everybody knows how to use a Word document. Right? You open up a computer and you type things in a screen. And your eye can see the words on a, on a white screen of Word document. Uh, or if you use pages on Mac, right? But underneath it, the computer, there's a computer language generating the code your eyes don't see. But, but there's a computer language first. That's the code. And I said, how do I code the talk? How do I code communication? I want to work on that level. And after a lot of research, realized that one of the major, not the only one, but one of the major things was storytelling. And if you re-listen to this uh, podcast here, you're going to see that I throw a lot of stories here. Even when I give a quick example, sometimes they're longer stories, sometimes they're short because that is the purpose of. There's, uh, there's so many reasons why storytelling works. Um, one, because it creates identification when you tell a story. 
uh, if the, your audience of one or many can identify himself or herself, the character. Uh, in this podcast, I, I don't remember which story, and, and I think or Nick or Dave like, man, this is so true, happens in my life or, or whatever, because you, you create identification. And when you create this identification, that means like you personally, the listener, identify himself or herself with me or the character or LeBron story, right? Mm -hmm. That means now, because you identify, resistance goes down. So now, how I'm going to resist, right? How I'm going to resist that because this is just like me. Uh, and, and, and when people try to sell and influence with facts only, people can counter-argue facts. People are going to have a hard time counter-argue your personal experiences, your stories. Mm -hmm. How are we going to counter-argue LeBron's story, man? Try, guys. That's what happened. And so that's why I use a lot of storytelling. Um, uh, two, uh, increases the... the, the um, the value of things, you know, there's a research called significant objects where scientists, they bought all these objects for a dollar 50 cents and they had professional copywriters to make up a story about it. And they're wondering if I just sell this 50, 50 cents mug on eBay with a story, how much it'd sell for. And their numbers are crazy. So much so that they wrote a book about it's called significant objects. But one example the one was a, ban a fake banana, the plastic banana that you can buy, you know, Target for 45 cents or 50 cents. They sold it for $76 in eBay because I have a story attached to it. So a story, uh, the moment you start telling a story, you stop selling a commodity. Let me say again, the moment you start telling a story, you stop selling a story. Uh, stop, stop selling a commodity, I'm sorry. The other reason too is because stories, uh, we are wired you know, to learn through storytelling. If you think about it, uh, when you were, when, not that I know I wasn't there, but when you were cavemen, right? We didn't have computers, didn't know how to write, didn't know, didn't have books. So how does one tribe communicate the knowledge of like, for example, how to fight dinosaurs mm -hmm. to a different tribe back in the day, right? So that's the whole idea about campfire, how they communicate stories so that Sophie's story about the object until a bronze story. You guys remember that from the talk, right? Because there was like high emotional content. I mean, there's like uh, so many reasons. So uh, it, the cool thing about storytelling, it is not a public speaking thing. It's not. Storytelling is a communication thing. So even if you never do any talk, and if you want to write an email, if you want to do one-on-one -on -one presentation, if you want to put a video on a website, if you want to do a Facebook Live, if you do a podcast, you got to be able to, to have a collection of stories. I actually have a collection of stories that I pull. Right? So I'm going to use this story, this story, this story, and then organize. In a nutshell, uh, I believe the, as an entrepreneur or a doctor, you need to know three stories. The first story is your personal story, is like why you're there speaking. What, what is the reason why you do what you do a story? Uh, the second story would be a, a client story or a patient story that you illustrate kind of like before, during, and after. And then the third type of story I call Swiss Army Knife Story. It's the stories for everything else. That's why I developed the Swiss Army Knife Story. Because some coaches out there, they say, you got to learn 18 different types of story. I'm like, man. <laughs> I, wanna, some, some, I, 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 I learn in personal development that some coaches make things hard to get a job. I, and I'm like, I don't buy that philosophy. I want to make things super simple so people can understand. So one, as an entrepreneur, um, as, a, as a coach, as a doctor, 
when I, when I go, so why do I do what I do? So you have a story for that. Then throughout your talk, you want to demonstrate that you're able to help people. You have a client story, patient story. For example, one, of the, one that I tell is um, Dr. John Gee, one of my clients out of Michigan. He, he, I coached him for a couple of years now. And for three years, do you guys know dinner, the doctor program, when you do a dinner and you have patients? And uh, in three years, which is really hard to do, he does one every month. So 36, closing ratio has never been below 80%, which is hard to believe. Right? Right? So, so now at the moment, and before he was closing around 60%. So that's an example, a, a very short one of a client or patient story. And then you have a Swiss Army Knife story, for example, LeBron James. Right? Story that illustrates a point about staying true to the game you're playing. So I have a collection. So when I, when I, um, I'm, uh, when I, when I, as a as an influencer, as a communicator, okay. So this is I want to give a tip here for you for everybody. One, list all the problems that you solve, okay. So for example, if I'm if I'm talking about my career, I have the fear problem. People come to me. Uh, some people they don't have fear. They speak, but they want to convert more. And some people want to get more talks. Three major problems: the confidence conversion and more talks. So when I have co uh, opportunities to move uh, a prospective client and make a client. So if someone asks me, hey man, can you help someone? Uh, I have uh, a lot of fear. Then I'm gonna share my story about how I help someone uh, from fear to confidence. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. If I'm working with someone, hey, I have, a, I'm, uh, I have no problem speaking, but my conversions are not good. Then I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna tell my fear story because we will not create identification. When I talk about a story about someone that I help increase conversions, and then I have a tell a story someone that I help to get a speaking gig. So the cool thing about it, for anybody, this is not, for anybody listening to us right now, list first all the the major problems you solve, and in any industry, is anywhere from five to ten, all right? And then, and you know, here's the cool thing: once you list it, step number two, I want to make sure you have a story per problem. So if you have if you if you have three problems that that you have conversations every single day about that you market yourself your team mark markets you know your services you know it's gonna have this conversation so why not get the best story per problem so doing the conversation or the video or the presentation go all you have to do is say you say this a transition line you say let me give an example all you have to say and then transition the story and then you go back to talk. So, and then, and the third thing you do, so the first thing, list for your problems. Second thing, find one story per problem. The third thing, create a storytelling culture in your office so that everybody knows how to tell the stories. Because sometimes the doctor is busy or the entrepreneur is busy. All these amazing things are happening. And, and now those stories are trapped. Mm -hmm. And a story is not story until it's told. So we got to be able to tell those stories. <laughs> I love the point you make about how storytelling brings the resistance down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and in order to, for you to influence, right, and, and reach the masses and make the changes you're trying to make, I don't think people see that piece. You know, I think they just get the fearful. I don't like talking about it in front of people. When, like you're saying, we're all built to do this. And it's very easy to yeah. tell your own stories and just yeah. share with people, with, with individuals, so that they can see those things, like you're saying in themselves, that you've, you've experienced in your life. And... It's so powerful. I mean, I talk about my wife's, you know, health uh, issues she's had and why I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing today and everything on a daily basis. 
And so we constantly tell that story, but that's enabled us to help thousands of people. How cool is that? How cool is that? Yeah, that are struggling with the same thing. And you're right. It does bring that resistance down because they're like, oh, wow, these people have been through this already. They've experienced this and maybe they can help me with all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know what? There's, there's so much uh, that, you, that you give the world with your messages. And, and I want people to be able to find you because you've shared so much knowledge today. And uh, people need to know more about what, what the work is that you do. And like, yeah, I think you said you, you work with 36 different types of industries, yeah. <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah. So there's, there's something here for everybody. So can we always leave people with um, a bit of home play so they can experience some of, some of what the, the guest speaker has to yeah. offer. And, yeah. and you know, I've, I've downloaded your eBooks already. Um, and maybe that'd be a good, good starting point for people. Good start point. So but if yeah. you are, if you are an entrepreneur, uh, if you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, uh, in sales, and you, you you believe that communication is important, believe influence is important, believe presentation is important, then you go to influenceology.com, influenceology.com, and I have several e-books there. And if you are a doctor, then uh, I have very specific content for doctors. You can go to cairospeaking.com, cairospeaking.com. Also, you're going to find some of my e-books there. Mm-hmm. So it's perfect. So it's influenceology.com and kairospeaking.com. That's amazing. That's it. Super simple. Yeah. Well, and I, and I would say for the home play for everybody, I think a good one in addition to just checking Roberto out is I think people need to question and, and start thinking about what is their identity and their purpose. And have you gotten that deep and that high on the pyramid of understanding who you are? Because if you're not seeing the growth and you're not seeing that needle move of how you want it to in your life, then like Roberto's speaking to this influence mindset, you've got to go deeper. You got to get to the root and that, that, that takes some courage of looking at your identity and your purpose and knowing what those are. Amen. A hundred percent. Roberto, thank you so much. This was awakening as always. You're, you always bring, you bring the thunder and the lightning like you said <laughs> and the magic when you open your mouth and, and, uh, I appreciate that, Dr. Dave, Dr. Nick. Thanks so much for the trust and invitation. Looking forward to seeing you guys again very soon. Yeah. Well, I know Dave and I, as soon as we heard you speak, we're like, we got to go to this guy's uh, seminars. <laughs> so much to learn from you. And and what, what we all got to listen to today was just like, just a... Yeah. Yeah. When we do, like when we do, I had, um, uh, when we do seminars, we go 30 hours intense and the cool thing about our, there's different events for everybody. My philosophy, uh, when I go to seminars, I don't want to go to a seminar and go home trying to figure out later on with a bunch of information. So everything we do, we learn and you do it right there. We tell stories right there. We record videos right there. And then on Sunday, there's extra cost for me. I don't mind. I rent all these rooms and everybody who goes to seminars, I actually have a chance to do a killer talk based on my methodology because I want to make sure when they leave it, say, okay, man, I've done one based on an influenceology structure, storytelling, all this stuff. And so it's super cool to see mm-hmm. how when people are, but they kind of like liberate themselves and they be like, okay, I'm just want to, uh, I want to speak from my heart, but with a strategy, you know, mm-hmm. with the purpose, with the intention, but real strategy. It's cool to see the, what we see. So yeah, I love it. Well, you know, it's, it's always a privilege, too, to, to see people who've stepped into their mastery. Like, when I asked you even, how did you prepare for the Nashville talk? Like, you were like, 
I spent, you know, I figured out how much time I had. I rehearsed the, the 45 yeah. minutes or whatever I had beforehand. Like, this is someone who practices with what he preaches. Yeah. So damn good at explaining it and, and sharing this message with so much, you know, fierceness. So it's, it's, you really are a master and, and there's so much that we, that we all have to learn. From. Oh, I appreciate that. But I feel, uh, I, the, I moved from San Diego to Charleston. I gave away 300 books. I went to Goodwill with my car, everything, boxes, like uh, he got 300 books. And then, uh, so I am a student first. And what I love about what my, my work, which is kind of crazy, I can be really good, but I'll never be a master uh, because there's so, so, the, there's so many fields. Yeah. Psychology, presentation, heuristics, decision-making, color you know engagement there's all these things that i'm always like oh and sometimes like man there's like the the little distinctions you know the one percent the two percent like i get excited about so i i see myself a student obviously i teach and i coach and all the other jazz but i love i love i just love it because it's a challenge for me you know to go in and and because i learn um here's what i learned when i close this like when you go when you do a talk and you do a presentation some people, and that can be a one-on-one -on -one presentation, all right? Some people you never see again in your lifetime, ever. I learned that. So sometimes you do a talk, you'll be like, some people want to become your clients, some people want to become your friends, you're going to see again, right? You're hanging out here. But some people I'll never see again, ever. That's life. They're going to move, you're going to move, they're going to do different things. You'll never see them ever, a lifetime. And then I realized, man, I got to bring it, everything at that moment, at the 30 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 1 minute, half an hour, an hour, 2 hours, to try to move that person. That's one shot. I really, truly, for some people, it's just one opportunity. So that's what I love about it. That's the challenge that I, that I, I look forward to when I speak. Like, man, I don't, have, I don't have 10 times them. For some, yes. Some of them, I got to get them right now. Gotta, I got to shift them right now. Mm -hmm. There's only one time. So that keeps me uh, kind of like excited about it, keep learning, keep developing my, my craft. So It keeps yeah, you true to the that. game. That's it. That's go. it. Well, movement what? was definitely created today, brother. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that very much. Thanks so much. So take Thanks. us out, Dr. Nick. Yeah, that's it. So that's it for today. You've got some uh, home play to, to put into practice, get, get it in alignment with your purpose, your identity, your values and that will start to dictate your belief system as long as you can assess it so go back listen to this again check out influenceology.com and if you're a doctor check out kairospeaking.com and uh it's such a pleasure to have you on here david always good to see you buddy and uh we'll get everybody please tune in on the next one lots of love i appreciate you guys thanks so much thank you bye guys bye -bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to The Dr. Dads and share with your family and friends. You can also follow and interact with Dr. Nick and Dr. David on Facebook and Instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the latest in health and wellness. Be well.